Tony Chapman, and welcome to Chatter That Matters. In this age of noise, I cut through the chaos and the confusion to focus on what matters most to your life, your career, your community, and our planet. At the beginning of every podcast, I ask an essential question, and then together, we go on a quest to mine for insights and identify the big ideas that will help you get to where you need to go. Do you value your time like you value your money? Unless you're super rich. My bet is you feel your time is infinite while your money is finite. You watch how you spend every dollar. But I doubt you give the same scrutiny in terms of how you spend your time. Why? Because you think your time is abundant. And anytime we feel something's abundant, it often leads to squandering and inefficiency. And it's not just time, it's anything. Let's take water, for example. I live in Canada and we're blessed with an abundance of fresh water. I don't give a lot of thought to taking a daily hot shower. Or when I turn on that tap, I know there's going to be a glass of clean, fresh water. But in many parts of the world, water is scarce. And access, well, it's often a matter of life and death. There, water is all-consuming and is valued in the highest regard. What if we thought of our time that way? Something that's scarce, non-renewable, and therefore of extraordinary value. Would it change how you spent your time? Of course it would. If you knew when your expiry date was, the last day you were going to be living on this planet, and you knew what your health and human condition would be as you aged, you would approach life in a very different way. It would change everything. Your priorities, what you value, what you invest in, how you approach each moment, how you approach your entire life. But we're not given that expiry date. It's an unknown. It's not like a bank account. In the case of life, we don't have a clock that shows our withdrawals and what our balance is left. And that's why I think time is invested in so many different ways. I mean, I see a younger generation defying all science and smoking or vaping, or taking physical risks like riding on a city street without a helmet, diving in unchecked water. Well, I remember being young. It's because we feel we're immortal, that our death is beyond even the furthest of our horizons. Counter that with a healthy 80-year-old, one that continues to have an incredible appetite for life. They're dealing with the same 24 hours in a day, but they know in front of them the runway is shortened, Time is now scarce, and they want to compress as much as they can emotionally, physically, and financially, while they can. But it's not just age, it's moments in life, a new parent. They look across at each other, and they look at their new baby and realize their horizon is now 100 years out, because it's their child's life that also matters to them. But it's not just age, it's, it's situations, it's, it's changing lifestyles. Take a look at technology. 
Technology has creeped into every aspect of our life. With all the whistles and bells, it's reduced the value we place on downtime or the division between work, rest, and play. We seem to be always on. I'm also fascinated by how time impacts work and careers. How often have you heard someone state with almost panic, I'm running out of time. I'm talking about getting a project done or fulfilling a passion. Or even on a career where your trajectory is plateauing and you're, you're, you're worried you're never going to get that higher office. Now, I've been an entrepreneur all my life and I've mentored entrepreneurs. I've had the privilege of delivering keynotes to entrepreneurs around the world. And I think entrepreneurs are the worst at putting a value on their time especially when they're starting a business. They feel the cash is scarce, so they're better served doing the work versus hiring someone to get the work done. And I wonder how often with their heads buried in the weeds, they lose sight of the bigger picture. And then I started thinking about how I value time. For three decades, I worked day and night building two agencies and helping to build a research firm. But five years ago, I was at that burnout stage. I knew I was because I was no longer excited about winning new business. I, I'd, I just, it just didn't have the same sense of adrenaline. I, I felt I'd, I was lacking purpose. So I sold all my remaining interests. And I thought I would have all the time in the world to pursue life. I didn't want to stop working. I just didn't want the accountability of servicing clients anymore or being responsible for employees. My peak, there was over 120 people on my payroll. But by accident or circumstance, or a combination of the two, I found a new passion. First, it was keynote speaking and inspiring and motivating audiences and drawing upon my experiences. But it quickly morphed into this strategic hosting or what I call a conference quarterback. When I was given that game ball, I, I got to invite the audience on a quest. I set the tone opening remarks. I could weave a consistent thread through the entire event by interviewing speakers on stage and moderating panels and having fireside chats with the CEO. And then I got to wrap it all up. And I knew I did my job when audiences would leave and fill out their surveys and say that was great content or that was time well spent. I fell in love with this craft. I realized it was my calling. It, it, it fed my curiosity. It answered my desire for people to experience and see my work versus having it just float away in some cloud. And it played to my love of engagement entertainment. But with this passion, I also created a little panic. I realized I was running out of time. You bring in an outside speaker. You want somebody that's going to bring fresh thinking and authenticity and relevant content. And the bias is that this belongs often with the young, not the old. I had to overcome this bias and made me rethink how I invest my time. See, I imagine the younger generation would be distracted with lots of activities and doing a lot of different things. And I felt if I could counter by really treasuring my time and focusing that I could be better prepared for any stage I was offered. I might not look the part at first, but I could certainly sound the part by bringing content to the stage where the audience would leave the meeting 
afterwards and say, that was time well spent. And I'm taking this new approach across my entire life. I have two beautiful grown-up daughters. One works for Apple in San Francisco, the other one for Accenture in London, England. I'll never have the quantity of time I once did when they lived under the same roof. But I can have great quality of time. I can listen. I can have empathy. I can provide advice, encouragement to help them get to where they want to go. And more than ever, I realize they can offer me the same in return. And I remarried and my new partner in life, we share such similar aspirations to see more, experience more, and do more. And I know that to deliver on those aspirations, we have to make time for each other. Time matters. And my advice to all of you is to treasure it, to value it. Don't let life pass you by. Be a participant and not a voyeur. Find the areas that you're passionate about and then contribute and create and curate and construct and feed your mind and the minds around you and do it with positivity and purpose. When it comes to scheduling your time or investing your time, set a high bar. Put a premium on those moments. Cut away the deadwood that just want to take and focus on relationships where there's a mutual benefit. Mentor people that have shining eyes and hearts that beat. Friends that care about you as much as you care about them. And when it comes to work, try to avoid those mindless meetings, those tasks that just suck you in while sucking away that precious time. Live every day if it's your last and your best. So when you do leave this planet, you'll leave knowing that in your life, it was time well spent. Tony Chapman, thank you for listening to Chatter That Matters. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions. I'm Dave Trafford. <laughs>